0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We are excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Um, I've titled this message this morning, it's a little bit different, and I hope it gets your attention. I've titled the message this morning, The Sell Out God. Why don't you say it with me, The Sell Out God. God? It got my attention. I was sitting with Dan and Dylan, who was playing guitar They Give us a wave, Dylan, who's trying to be inconspicuous, wearing black up against a black wall. This week, trying to think of a title for this message and the sellout God kind of got our attention. It was a bit like clickbait, you know, where it was like, oh, okay, this needs some explaining to do. So uh, this message will be me uh, giving you my explanation why I call this the sellout God. Are you ready? I've been stuck on the parables lately and, and today I'm going to read two more parables. It's Matthew 13, 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and brought that field. Following it is another parable, and I'll read this one as well, and then hopefully we'll make some sense of what I'm trying to talk about. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and brought it. Would you agree that these parables are quite interesting? In the first parable, the person ends up with the treasure and the field. But in the second, the merchant simply ends up with the pearl. I guess when I've previously read these parables, I've kind of read them as the same thing, just with a different treasure. One, it's treasure. The other one, it's pearl. But they're actually written totally different. And my point today is I'm trying to understand this together. You see, the first one, he finds treasure excited, buries it again, goes and buys a field, and then for the joy over it, sells everything he has to buy this field. But then when he's got the field, he's still got the field, and he's got the treasure. You know, think of it in in the context of the day. He's got a way of income, the field. Agriculture, he's got a place to live, land. (laughs) But the second one is different because the guy has nothing. He goes and sells all he has just to get one pearl, and so this guy ends up broke, in the book, I don't know if you've read it, The Barefoot Investor, but Scott Pape, it's like a bit of a bestseller, it's an awesome book, I recommend it, but he, he talks about these people called postcode povos, he calls them. You know these people? It's like they strive their whole life and overcommit to a mortgage just so they can live in a postcode or a suburb so that then they're in, yet they've stretched themselves so much in their mortgage that they don't enjoy it because they've got so much debt and so much financial pressure, and he calls them postcode Povos, they, they thought they would be more if they lived in that Hope Island postcode, but they got there and their mortgage was so big that they couldn't afford a coffee at their local coffee shop that they could now drive their golf cart to. <laughs> postcode povos. And, and this, the pearl merchant ends up completely broke. All he has is the pearl. I feel like the treasure parable teaches us that life itself is spiritual that hidden glory in creation, like we sing. Maybe this is what Paul was talking about in Colossians one twenty six, where it says the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. When we find God or the treasure in the first parable, it permeates everything and we see God in everything. We wake up or we become awake as we're talking about at church at the moment. We awake. So this first parable is really interesting, and I love it. The first parable is so much like the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son. It's very, very similar. But let's look at the second parable because it's completely different. Like I said, the sellout God is the message, and I'm going to get there right now. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and brought it the parable of the pearl merchant like i said it's been stuck in my mind and and maybe i'm a little bit one track minded sometimes all the men say amen i'm really good at doing one thing at a time and i'll do it really well like but try and talk to me about something else when i'm doing the one thing really well and it's like you're just background noise like but um I've been thinking so much about this parable. God, why, what, Jesus, why did you teach this parable? What does it mean? Why didn't you just tell the treasure one and leave it there? And even when I was a bit younger and I lived at home, my dad coined this saying, and he coined the saying called motorbike, motorbike, motorbike. So, which is a weird saying to coin. But anytime it went, and it was sort of dad trying to tell me or communicate to me that Caleb, you, you're like, you're on a one-track mind right now. He, he, he would call it motorbike, motorbike, motorbike. When I was living at home, I was... Single tradesman. I had a disposable income. I got married, and that seemed to fix that problem. Um, but I'll just I'll just live from one big purchase to the next to the next. Does anyone sort of know what I'm talking about? It'd be like, okay, I need this motorbike, so I'd focus on this motorbike. I'd search, research everything, do all this, and then I'd buy this motorbike. And then, okay, now I got the motorbike. Now I need I need a dirt bike because I've got one to ride on the road. Now I need one to ride off road. Okay. And then say, Dad coined the saying, motorbike, motorbike. And it was like from car to car to car to just wasting money because, well, I could, I guess. So he coined this phrase, motorbike, 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 which translates, Caleb, we've heard this before. We know you want this. We know you're passionate about this. You're ranting on again. Stop showing us bike sales. But I guess it's the thought that I wasn't enough without that next purchase. And we're still like that today. We just get older, we don't really change. And all of us are motorbike, motorbike, motorbike. We're like, okay, I've got this, okay, now, now what's next? Now I need to shift my focus onto something else. So what's next? And, and life seems to be this big leap forward to leap forward to leap forward. But I think Jesus is teaching us something different here. I have so many thoughts about this parable. Some of my thoughts are, were pearls more valuable then? Which is a good thought. I did a bit of research and yes, they were. There was a huge trade, there was a thriving pearl market. It wasn't like today, I sort of don't think they have the same value today that they did then. My second question from this parable was, is he happy with the pearl? Like, selling everything you have to buy a pearl, wow, that's interesting. Was getting the best pearl all he thought it would be? Like my journey, was I more with this purchase? Was that enough now? Was I satisfied? Was I content? Was he now enough? Now what? You can't divide a pearl. Like, if you sold everything you had to buy a big gold nugget, at least I can break a bit off and cash it in and live. But he sold everything he had. He's actually broke. Would you agree? If you sold everything you had to invest in one thing, you're actually broke. You've got nothing, zero. Nothing to live on, nothing to buy groceries. You don't have a field like the guy in the previous parable. You can't divide a pearl. His cash flow broke. He's got nothing. He can't do anything. He's like one of those postcode povos that we were talking about before. But sometimes we are like the merchant in the story. We spend our whole life striving to obtain something. Like a dog chasing its towel, he gets his towel, then what? It's my towel. Awesome. But I think I've always misinterpreted this parable. I've always read it as the kingdom of God is like a pearl of great price. But that's not what it says. I've read it exactly like the first one, and this is where it is different. The first one is the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. So in the first one, The kingdom of heaven is a treasure. Finding God is a treasure that we found, and for the joy over, we go and do everything because we want the treasure in our life. But this one is different. This one says, The kingdom of God is like the merchant. It starts with the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant who went. So, wait a minute. This is totally different to the lost coin, the lost sheep, the lost son, the hidden treasure. This is completely different, this parable. It's so different. This is in reverse. Jesus is teaching us something completely different. The kingdom of heaven is like the merchant. This has to change everything. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. What am I saying? I'm saying this. He did this for you. The story is his. Our God is a sellout. Sellout meaning a betrayal of one's principles for reasons of expedience. Jesus also alluded to this in the parable of the lost son. And we see glimpses of this in in the other parables. Remember when Jesus tells the parable of the lost son, who is God in that one, in in the prodigal son? Who's God in the story? God's a loving father, isn't he? The father that runs to his son, which a patriarch in that time, in that era, did not run. It was a sign of weakness. Did not run. And what did he do? His first thing was to cover the sin of his son which is funny because he broke the rules. The father in that story is a sellout. God in this story is a sellout because he sold everything for you. The unfolding revelation of God is, see, we used to think he was on a mountain and he could be reached up the top. We used to think he was in a box or confined to a temple. We used to think that he was far from sickness, sin and pain, that only perfection could come near his presence, but let 's have another look at the gospel in John three sixteen It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Church humanity is the pearl in this parable, not the kingdom of heaven. We are the pearl. We bankrupt heaven for us, just like Dan said so beautifully around communion this morning, we're the pearl. Humanity's rejection and rebellion are the irritation. (laughs) You know how a pearl is made? The irritation that creates a pearl and God looks at us and sees us as value where really we just see ourselves as an annoying, broken, really like sometimes I think God you must be sick of me praying the same prayer again even though you've answered it before and sometimes I don't have the faith for it this time. Even though I've seen it before, we're the irrit- we think we're the irritation, but God sees us as the pearl. Our God is a sellout for you. Our God is motorbike, motorbike, motorbike for you. You are the pearl of great price. It's you. God allowed humanity to, to crucify his son to demonstrate his love to us so we could finally believe once and for all that our sin is not the problem. The price has been paid. Unconditional love of our Creator triumphs our shortcomings. It triumphs our weakness. It triumphs our failures and our inadequacies. All of a sudden, we are enough. Not because of me or my list of purchases, not because of what I have on this earth, but because I'm His. Because He is a sellout for me. He's a sellout for you. With the pearl of great price, but this is where it gets interesting. Will the pearl of great price become ours? Let me go deeper. I believe that I made a decision at some point in my life where I said, God, I want to be a part of your kingdom. God, I say no to my own ways and I want to live for you. And many of us in this room have prayed a similar prayer to like that, and we would say that that was our point of salvation or the moment that we become aware of God, or some of us said a uh, salvation prayer, or we responded to an altar call, whatever that looked like, there was this distinction where we said, God, now I'm yours. So then my next question is, who are we in the story now? Do we transition? I feel like I'm part of the kingdom. Are you? So if I'm part of the kingdom, if I'm in, If I'm God's and I'm about his work, what does my job become then? The kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant. (laughs) Us. You see, we all start as pearls. We all start as pearls. But our job is that when we say yes, we become part of the kingdom. And we become pearl merchants. That we travel our world looking. Looking for value when all they see is their own irritation. When we're looking at people and we see through the mess, we see through the shell, we see through the facade and we see the value and the beauty that's inside. I'm thankful that I'm a pearl, but I'm also trying to be a merchant. If we if we are to become part of the kingdom, our focus must shift. It must shift to an unconditional love for humanity, a sacrificial life where where we are generous to a fold, where we love beyond the boundaries of our social and political confines, a world where we don't just want blessing for self, but we want it for all. Our pearls are the people in our world. We all start as a pearl where God pursues us. The kingdom of heaven searches for us. We become aware, awake. We awaken all this sort of language that we're using at the moment to what has always been true. God has always been there. Just like we sung in that song before, can you remember it? All my life you have been faithful. I was chatting with someone about this a couple of weeks ago and we're talking about like pre-Christ life and we're having this discussion and it was really interesting to me and we're talking about how before God, before they even were aware of God, before they even knew God, before they even knew what that was all about, they could see that God was at work in their lives even when they were distant from him. Can you see that? We realize that all this time he was pursuing us, even before we were aware of him, when we become part of the focus set, part of the kingdom, our focus shifts, it must, it must change. I'm not the same person I used to be, are you? And you know what, watch your space because I'm not going to be the same person I am now in one, two, three, four, five years' time. In fact, if we are, did you know? I used to be proud of that. No, no, I'm not going to change who I am because this is who I am and I want to be real. No, no, God's taken us on a new journey. Where all of a sudden our beginnings didn't matter, our failures didn't matter, our past didn't matter. Yeah, that keeps us grounded, but we can't let that hold us back anymore. If we're the pearl of great price, I don't want to stay at just being loved by God. I want to share that love with others. I want to be a minister of the gospel. And we all should be. The ministers are not just the ones that stand here on a Sunday. No, no, no. We are all ministers. We're co laborers in Christ. It's all of our responsibility. It must change. We become focused on others. Our prayer changes from give me, give me, or motorbike, motorbike, motorbike to God, how can you use me today? God, give me eyes to see. God, God, show me that person today. I'll walk slowly through the shopping centre. I won't rush too fast at the drop-off pick-up zone at the school. God, God, what is it that you want to show me and who do you want me to speak to today? Would you use me? I think we need to rediscover God. We need to rediscover this hidden treasure. Because I remember that feeling... So clearly, God, I'd sell everything for you. <laughs> I'd give it all away for you. Yeah, take, take, take it all. I'm glad we don't sing that song anymore. It's really repetitive. <laughs> God, have it all. It's all your God. I don't need anything else. Nothing but Jesus. And then we get down to well, wait a minute. Yeah, you're good, Jesus, but I still need everything else. I still need all my prayers answered. I still need everything I want. We need to rediscover God. But it's not that we loved him, but it's that he first loved us. He sees us as a pearl. He sees us worth sending his one and only son, the best that he had. That's how he sees you this morning. And from that place, we can't lose. From that place, it must transition. It has to transition where we search through our world. So I've got three application questions. Are you ready? Number one, this is rhetorical, so don't yell out your answer now. Number one, is he enough? Is God enough? Or was the pearl enough? Was the treasure enough? Is he enough? Is God enough for us still? Or have we lost our first love? Have we got down this track and we don't just need... God anymore but we need everything else perfect and in its place and then we can worship him is he enough number 2 is the pearl still enough number 3 will we become a sellout <laughs> will we transition from being the center of God's attention, from being the center of his affection and his affirmation and his love, where we view the cross as just for us personally, which it is, where his love is so magnificent in our lives and it's so personal and it's so powerful for us. God, God, you did that for me. (laughs) Becoming a sellout goes next level, where we don't just believe it for self, but we want it for all. God, thank you that you see the value in my life. Thank you that I was worth it. Thank you that you saw something in me before I even knew you. Thank you, Lord. But, God, you know what? My response to that is, God, I'm going to sell out for you. God, I would give up everything for your kingdom. God, show me the people. We commit to spend the rest of our lives looking for fine pearls in our world. Let me pray. God, I just pray over your church this morning. God, I pray every blessing over everyone here. God, I pray, Lord, that we would see ourselves as pearls. God, I just pray for those people even right now, God, who are going, yeah, that's fine for you, Caleb, but you don't know what I've done. God, I just break that mindset right now. And God, I just pray, Lord, that they would see the value, Lord, that you place on them. God, not on which they place their self. God, they don't get to name their own price. But God, you said, Lord, that they're a pearl of great price. That they're worth bankrupt in heaven. That they're worth giving your son just for them. God, I pray, Lord, that we would know how loved we are this morning. And God, I pray, Lord, that it also wouldn't stop there with us being loved and us being in. But God, you would give us eyes to see the world that needs this message. And God, we would be co-laborers of Christ. Lord, that we would be ministers of your love and your grace everywhere that we go. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Before I close, I just want to give you an invitation. Maybe I've been talking this morning about the pearl of great price and talking about how God pursues us. And and maybe you feel like this message was just God pursuing you this morning. Maybe you're here and you're like, Caleb, I don't know what it is to be a Christian. I've never done that. I've never prayed that prayer that you talked about. I didn't walk down the front and an altar like your message. But this morning, you know that God's been speaking to you. We would love to take an opportunity this morning to pray with you, to show you what your next step could be, to answer any questions. If you're here this morning and you want to say, Caleb, I want to know this God you're talking about. If you just raise your hand in this moment, We've got Pastor Steve and some of our great team up the back. I'd love to have a coffee with you, talk with you after the service. If you're here this morning and you're saying, Caleb, I want to know this God, give me a wave and we'll chat soon. Awesome. On a side note, if you're ever here and you don't know where to go, on the right-hand side, there's a Connections Lounge for you. We've got a great team there. Not only are they there for new people... But they're there for people with questions too. If you want to know more about God, please go over there. But I'm going to hand over now. Thanks, guys.